What's good, everyone? G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Greginator, aka the Rookie of New York, and I want to talk to you about Anchor and my show. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. I'll explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music intros, music outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy show about the stories mixed with entertainment, music, real life segments, and much more. Now, where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle, gmoneystacks555 in Queens, and Queens, New York. To spell it out is O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z, N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in one word. Now, streaming platforms, in case you missed any of the episodes. We are on Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. And please don't forget that Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast is on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. Let's go.
quick? Um, hold on. All right. Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, new listeners and current listeners out there all around the world, including Canada, areas of Long Island, the five boroughs of of New York, of course, and the USA, of the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your host with the most, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka aka the Greginator, aka rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now tuning in and listening to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast, episode 34. If you're new to the channel or you, if you miss any episodes, don't worry, I got you. All you got to do is your part by subscribing to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous recorded episodes. Leave a like and a comment on the topics that we discussed. And also share the show along with audio streaming platforms with your friends. And also, if you would like to be a guest on the show and you have any chain letters that you want us to read on the air and you want to be interviewed, whether you are DJ, VJ, singer, rapper, Black-owned trendsetter that has a business, a podcast host like myself, radio personality, whatever career field it is, Everyone is welcome. So all you gotta do is log into Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com. That's Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, without further ado, how was your weekend? I saw a picture of you on Instagram performing. How did it go? Um that was uh that was the 15th or that was like Two Saturdays. That was last Saturday, not the one that passed, but two Saturdays ago. It went really well. It was um, a friend of mine was turning thirty, so she threw an event, and they flew in a band from San Diego and TJ Tijuana, and they were performing, and I got to open for them. So that was really, uh, that was really special because I haven't, you know, as you know, many artists, many DJs, many performers, uh, entertainers, we haven't had the opportunity to to host events because of, you know, quarantine and COVID. Yeah. Now that they're lifting the restrictions and they're increasing the capacity and, uh, you know, people are becoming vaccinated more and more. Um, they're, they're, there's been like things have reopened. And so that was like the first uh, time I got to perform ever because uh, I was I started releasing music like right around the beginning of, uh, of COVID. So, mm. so, yeah, it was like really, I was really happy to, to perform because it was something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I've been working on music. I've been just working on music since January, you know, so everything's closed. It was really cold and um, no one was out. So I was just been working in my little studio, my personal home studio. At least you, at least you built yourself one. Yeah. Yeah. So I just been like in the studio. So it was really, 
really special and really happy that I got to like perform songs. I got to do six songs. So it was great. So it was an overall good experience. And I got to perform also last night um, mm. at this uh, mixer that's every Monday. It's hosted by a friend of mine, Kali. He is a DJ, amazing DJ, but he mm. hosts uh, Moderna Mondays and that's an open mic. So it's like a platform where uh, he's, he's organized and he invites different local artists from the from the from New York City to come in and perform there. It had some artists from Atlanta there last night. So mm. it's just like a platform where local artists can go and perform and um, participate and network and you know, party, have some good like make some good connections, vibe out and perform. So I got to perform that. And yesterday's um function was uh was an all ladies. So it was like um it was like uh, they were pretty much hosting an addition of like ladies for lady artists and women artists, female artists, anyone who identifies as female to come and perform. So they invited a lot of women turned out. A lot of people came out, a lot of amazing artists. I met a lot of, a lot of good people that mm. have just been also like, you know, trying to work on their crafts and a lot of, um, I gotta say a lot of the people that I saw perform last night were incredible. Like mm. definitely was, I'm glad I was a part of it. So yeah, I got to go first. So I was really happy about that. I was like, yeah, let me just, let me just do it. Like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to like, I'd rather just like go for it sometimes. So it was perfect. My, my um, colleague was like, Hey, do you want to go first or do you want to go 10th? And I was like, I'm going to go first. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Uh, yeah. So it was great. Um, had a good. I've had a good two. It's been pretty productive few weeks in terms of like music and DJing gigs. So yeah, so I'm really happy. But definitely check out check those things out. So it was a ladies' night event, and and for the, for those for for the listeners and 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 watchers that's watching on YouTube that don't know what Moderna Mondays is, like what what is it? What is it? Um, it's basically um. An event, it's like a weekly event. It happens every Mondays, but um, basically uh, my friend who organizes it, DJs it alongside another uh, DJ bo uh, bodega party. Mm. And they play a lot of, like their music is phenomenal. Like their mixes are sick. Definitely be setting a vibe. And like, I was like, I always enjoy their mixes for sure. So they, mm. uh, they do a little bit of, they, they have some DJ sets. <clears throat> and leading up to the performers. So there'll be a handful of performers who will go on. I, I guess they kick it off around eight. Yeah. And they'll, like, let, they'll allow people to do, uh, I think the maximum is three songs. So yeah, it's good. It's a weekly thing. It's every Monday. It's at a bar uh, in East Williamsburg called Now and Then. Uh, it's a big spot. It's a dope spot. It's That's in Brooklyn, ain't it? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn, yeah. But yeah, that was me. Definitely, like I said, check that out whenever you guys have a chance. It must be a heck of a commute just to go from Astoria, Queens to there. With all the world the, the, the bullshit so track funny. works. <laughs> it takes like it's a little under an hour, but but it was good. I'm glad I made it. I got <laughs> I got um I was like a stop away. Mm. I'm getting off the L train and like literally the stop before the train stopped and they were like, there's a sick passenger aboard. We need to like, we are waiting. We're not going to move. 
And then like at that moment, I was like, yeah, I guess New York City is open again because we have now like sick passengers on the train and they're interrupting oh, like, the, train, um, the trains now. So I'm like, OK, everybody's out now. So, yeah, I feel like everyone yeah. out and about and things are open. And uh, I know that this upcoming Monday, the curfew is going to not exist anymore. So things will mm. be open again till 3 two, three, four in the morning. So that'll be something. I know we haven't had that in a while, so. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that um, I did hear something from the CDC lately in regards to, you know, individuals that's already vaccinated. If, if they're already vaccinated, they don't have to wear masks in certain places, but at the same time, that they, they still have to wear masks on trains, buses, and other areas and stuff. <laughs> For those who's unvaccinated, they got to continue social distancing and stuff like that. I can't see myself social distancing for the rest of my life, man. Yeah, I'm already I'm already nervous about the whole vaccine shit. Uh huh. Yeah, I know it's um it's gonna be an adjustment for people, and you know there's no way of proving that you're fully vaccinated, so it's something uh, it's gonna be a challenge for sure. It's gonna be interesting to see how they approach this new challenge and what type of what they're gonna implement. But it'll be interesting to see what happens, definitely, and how they uh, what kind of solutions they come up with. I'm sure someone at the at this very moment is programming an app. A phone app where you'll have your oh, vaccination card and you'll be able to like show that on the go. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there trying to make counterfeit cards. Like it's just a lot. It's just a lot. This is like something we've haven't we've not we don't have any experience dealing with as like a country or as a as a, as a society in a really long time. I don't know the last time we had a um pandemic or uh yeah, I don't know. I think what it was like a thousand years ago, maybe a hundred. We weren't even born at that time. Exactly. I'm like, what was the last pandemic? Last pandemic. I'm just very curious. <laughs> <laughs> last pandemic before COVID. Um, oh, there's man. something. Uh, let's see. The 1918 pandemic. The Spanish flu. Right. That wasn't literally, like I said, 1918, what is it? 2021, 2020, like that's about a thousand years ago. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like seriously, that's yeah. Past pandemic, the influenza. Yeah. Thank 1918, God. 1918. Then we had, um, there was some minor, like, uh, it says the, the H3N2 virus in 1968, and then in the H2N2 in 1957, 1958. But I think the last major one was the influenza, was what you just said, and that was in 1918. So just the little over a thousand years ago that we had to ever deal with anything like this. So we really, I mean, it's been interesting seeing how the way that we've been trying to manage this as like from state to state, from country to country. I know some countries right now are completely still devastated. I know India is having, is struggling and, you know, my prayers and like, like prayers go out to them and 
and we're hoping that yeah. we can provide some kind of a salute, some kind of support. You know, I know there's uh -huh. a lot of different GoFundMe's and different hotlines and stuff. There's just a lot going on in general. Like I know Colombia is going through their own uh, uprising, their own, their own. Yeah. I know. Um, Ethiopia is going through a lot too. Yeah, Palestine, all of Israel, the Israel Palestinian, like but all that, that whole conflict too has just been kind of. Uh, it's like all these things are just, you know, it was just a matter of time. I feel like it was just like um, a keg, a powder keg waiting to go off. Oh boy. And then, yeah. So right now I think we're like in the age, the information, information age, we're in social media age. And when like people are more organized, people are coming together, people are spreading more awareness. People are exposing the reality, the, they're bringing to light things that the news doesn't doesn't cover or chooses to not cover. So there's a lot of uh, information out there, a lot of misinformation, but there's just been um, a, a collective collectiveness uh, and just the awareness and just like uh, rallying together and trying to support one another in different, cause it's all connected, you know, it's all connected, yeah. but you know, it's just, um, it's 2021, so. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people um, are experiencing loneliness and stuff because they can't be with their loved ones and stuff. And, you know, I don't blame them. And myself, I miss the hugs and stuff. It just hasn't been right. the same. I know. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I even if even if I was to get vaccinated and my mother doesn't and stuff, I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is the simple fact that... um. I mean, what, what am I going to do if she gets it? It's like, what do I do? It's like, it's. I'm like, yeah, I'm like struggling with this. It's just, a, yeah, plus, it's, it's plus, something people are very, are definitely concerned about for sure. Um, it's going to be something that we're going to have to live with for a little while, if not for, for some time. Well, as long as it's not longer than three years. Yeah, you know, um, it's hard to tell really, but it's hard to forecast something, you know, we, we're, every day we get, we get more and more, uh, more bad news, bad news, good news. We get different information, different research, different things. <laughs> so it's hard. It's really hard, but yeah, let's kick it off. Let's. Yeah. Let's, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking of bad news. Um, unfortunately, we have a passing of a person who goes by the name of Chi Mudu. Yeah, oh. he's yes, tell me. Yeah, so article according to TMZ says, um, <coughs> Chi died from cancer, according to his family. Yeah, we're, we're told. He he died last week, and the cancer was only recent diagnosed. Chi's wow. family is also remembering him as a revolutionary thinker, visionary, and a man of great character. They say a memorial service is being planned, and details will be released soon. Chai Mandu, one of the most famous photographers in hip hop history, documenting got documenting iconic shots from the 1990s has died. An Instagram post announcing 
the sad news went up Saturday with a caption that read, our hearts are broken. We continue to fight. The family requests privacy at this time. It was accompanied by a photo of him and his lifespan in years 1966 to 2021. The details surrounding his death weren't released. She has snapped one of the most memorable batches of photos as it pertains to music, shooting a variety of rappers in the 90s, which went on to grace the covers of memorial, uh, memorable, excuse me, albums, as well as t-shirts and still for years to come. He's perhaps best known for photographing Prodigy and Havoc of Mob Deep for the cover of their 1995 album, The Infamous. But he might be just as known for his black and white photo of a shirtless Tupac with his hands up near his head and cigarette smoke blowing. There are countless other legendary artists in his repertoire, including the notorious B.I.G., Snoop Dogg, Nas, Diddy, LL Cool J, Wu-Tang Clan, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, Mary J. Blige, Busta Rhymes, Dr. Dre, Ice-T, Run DMC, Q-Tip, Gangstar, Ghetto Boys, Red Man, Dead Press, Eminem, Fat Joe, Criss Cross, Matt Miller, Ty the Dollar Sign, Common, and Flavor Flav. The list can go on forever, but the bottom line, your favorite rapper, it has probably been shot at one point or another by Chi, whose work is well documented and seriously unmatched. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was only he was only fifty four. So young. Um, that's yeah. I saw that. Um, I saw someone had posted that in their story this weekend, and um, and yeah, it was just like insane. Um, insanely sad news, and his work, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, I know. At least I know a lot of, I mean, we all know our photographer, our freelance photographers, our friends who would do it for her hobby, you know, who are very passionate about it are definitely, that community is definitely, you know, definitely mm. trying to honor that that man's memory. And I think the, the only way and the best way to do it is just to continue shooting these up and coming, up and coming artists, people that, um, you know, like he, he was like you said, he shot countless iconic people now, but back then they were just coming up and they were starting. So I think the a way to honor him and his work and his legacy, you know, is to continue shooting pictures and continue, you know, sharing a, a different take on a, on a different way of life or a different community or a different culture, subculture. And so yeah, I feel like that's the way. A lot of people can continue to honor his like legacy for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact though. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so this is still Mental Health Awareness Month. I call it Mental Health Check-in Month because <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, but 
So I got like two two words to, to discuss on that. Yeah. One is microaggressions and the other one's dementia. So I'm already on microaggressions, which is the most common word. Five common microaggressions against those with mental health illness. Those struggling with mental illness often report that others don't understand the problems they experience. In addition, others treat them differently in very subtle ways, but that are clearly apparent to the individual with mental illness. Not only that, but when those with mental illness complain, they are ignored. Their mental illness is blamed or they are told they are imagining the problem due to excessive sensitivity. Although overt discrimination such as occupational inequalities has been opposed through legislation such as the Americans with Disabilities Act, these types of microaggressions still plague those with mental illness. Microaggressions are subtle behaviors or reactions that diminish the recipient in some way. The problem with microaggressions, similar to indirect passive aggressive behavior, is the behavior is often so subtle that the perpetrator can easily deny the intention or even blame the recipient. Sometimes the perpetrator may even be aware of their underlying attitudes that are being expressed in this subtle manner. However, the recipient is very much aware of the difference in how they are treated. Through interviewing individuals with mental illness, researchers Gonzalez and colleagues 2014 found five themes of microaggressions against those with mental illness. Number one, invalidation. Many people with mental illness report that others tend to dismiss their illness or symptoms through minimizing their experience, symptomizing their normal experiences and patronizing. All these behaviors show a lack of education and or understanding of the mental illness. Minimizing. Often others will minimize the symptoms someone experiences, such as believing that because they can function in certain ways, the mental illness must not be severe. Frequently, when I've had clients who needed to take a leave of absence from work, they are afraid to be seen in public because others will think they are just playing hooky from work. I saw her shopping at the mall. She could work or he was out riding a bike. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. However, with depression or anxiety, which both of us are struggling with, a person might look fine on the outside, but but the pain they are suffering can't be seen, meaning it's on the inside. For instance, the treatment for depression is to do normal activities they would usually enjoy, but are avoiding, so it actually may be quite hard for them to be in the mall or riding a bike. Yet, if they isolate themselves in their home or room, the depression is less likely to improve. 
the proper response if you see someone who is depressed but doing a pleasant activity is it's so good to see you out i know it must be hard yeah i don't really get that as much Mm -hmm. um so number two assumption of inferiority most people with mental illness have experienced directly or indirectly the attitude that those with mental illness are inferior to others. Again, this shows a lack of understanding of mental illness. Do we think someone with cancer is inferior to others? No, we see that person as a normal person with illness. Mental illness is, should be thought of in the same way. It does not mean the person is inferior. In fact, as I tell clients, they have to deal with all the ordinary problems of life and manage the symptoms of mental illness. That Mm -hmm. takes a great deal of strength. Assumption over lower intelligence. Many times if others know that someone has mental illness, they will be more solicitous solicitous to excuse me as if they are speaking to someone who has lower intelligence i've even had clients who reported their health professionals will speak to them as if they were a child very slowly and deliberately or may convey a sense of irritation with someone who is anxious this is Definitely, I've experienced that. And I think everyone's experienced like a form of microaggression, whether it be at school, uh, work, or, you know, just the, any public place, a bar, like could be in a grocery or supermarket or like the laundromat, but it's happened. And I feel like at one point or another, um, you've experienced it. And some people, they go through that every day. You know, and yeah. a lot of times I think, I mean, the first place that ever really happens is in school, to be honest. You know, it could be like something as yeah. simple as someone bullying you that or like just even something even more passive, passive, aggressive, like someone just mispronouncing your name even or continuing to mispronounce your name, even though you've corrected them, you know, like things mm. like that small, you know, like where they're obviously they don't they're not trying as hard or like i know sometimes uh like some like i've seen this in like school but certain uh there'll be teachers that will set lower expectations for for different for students that are particular from a particular group or neighborhood or or um or whatever you know based on some misinformed or uninformed um notion or like opinion of them um you know, as even like inappropriate humor, you know, I, that happens a lot in within like friend circles, you know, where people will say something very, um, you know, anti, anti, you know, fill in the blank, you know, it could, be, it could be against, you know, it could be going against Latin stereotypes. It could be going, mm. against, you know, LGBTQ, it could be going against any, any like group. So I feel like it's, I feel like the first step is to just catch yourself or at least take accountability. Like if you say something like, you know, that's obviously like a stereotype, you know, or like, you know, Mm. you you have to, I feel like this first step is like 
is uh, holding yourself accountable and just knowing that next time you're going to try harder to make a better choice or, you know, choose your words differently or what are you really trying to convey? Or maybe like just catching yourself and then trying to like get to the bottom of what trick, what, what is triggering you to say something so, you know, microaggressive, you know, I feel like, you know, like even when men use like the word like female, like, oh, this female here, you know, like, I mean, it's on job applications, though. No, I mean, okay, but like people use it in a, <laughs> in a derogatory, derogatory term, they're using it like to kind of talk down to women, you know, like, so are there any females in here? Like, what are we like? Are we like? A different specimen, a different animal, like we're human beings. Like you know, you should address us uh, more sensitively or more, you know, um, more like correctly. You know, it should come correct. I feel like, you know, I know it's in a job application, but you know, I feel like there's a certain level of um, social, just um, certain things we shouldn't tolerate, especially now in 2021. But you know, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you laughing at that isn't also is also kind of insensitive. So they're just little things that you know sometimes they just happen. Like, you know, it's My just bad. part of our everyday. You know, and like, you know, you just gotta catch yourself in that moment and be like, okay, I'm gonna try to make a better choice. That's all you can do. You know, and it, it's a it's a it's a journey. It doesn't happen. You have to. It's something that you actually have to put a lot of effort towards. You know, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, I, my bad about that. No, yeah. See, just like apologizing, just like accepting that you, you know, might have done something that possibly come off as microaggressive, you know, that that shows a lot. You know, that a lot of people can't even do that. You know, they're just like, What? I didn't do anything wrong, you know. So so yeah, you know, I think that in light of mental health week, I think everyone should try to at least make a commitment to treat each other better, especially during this time where we're all coming back into the world you know we haven't seen each other in so long you know we haven't certain things or luxuries or like certain luxuries that we were stripped of a year ago like just something as simple as like you know like going to going into work going into an office or like going to a bar or sitting at the bar or like being able to go to the movies you know i think that we should all be definitely kinder to one another because it is it is stressful it's very stressful it was stressful for people to go into quarantine so i i know i mean i've spoken to my therapist about this she says that it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a challenge to come out of quarantine for a lot of people because a lot of people have just been stuck at home there are people who are running out the door right now because they're dying to be outside and they're like, haven't been able to. And, and, you know, I think it's just a matter of everything in moderation. You know, you don't want to overdo anything, you know, yeah. you want to slowly come be responsible, you know, social yeah. distance, be sensitive. There are people who are still afraid. There are people who are not vaccinated. People, people, there are people who are, who want to be vaccinated, who don't want to be vaccinated whatever whatever wherever you stand on whatever side of the fence you stand you still have to be sensitive and respectful to the decisions of other people you know they you might not agree with them getting vaccinated you might be super anti-vaccination but you <laughs> i'm not anti-vaccine by the way i'm not like my mother actually it's not compared, like that. Compared you gotta just to... be sensitive 
you know, you have to just understand that people have choices to make. Some people, they don't have a choice. They have to because of their work or because maybe they work with children or they work in healthcare or they work in the government and they don't really have a say. Now I'm seeing that CUNY and SUNY, they're, they want, they're, you're not going to be able to enroll into any classes or any semester unless you're vaccinated. You know what I mean? So it's, it's it's Something. the same with um it's the same with like you know performance venues and um you know baseball stadiums football stadiums and stuff like that you yeah. people need people need to provide proof that they have a negative test yeah so it's definitely a really it's a it's a it's a hard adjustment for everybody it's a time to be sensitive and so i do like that it is that you are you have been messaging me different <laughs> quotes on anxiety and like you're oh you're constantly trying to spread awareness about mental health awareness which is super important to me too because um i had i had explained this to um i had explained this to be live who you didn't get a chance to meet yeah that i was basically telling him that um whenever i ask people um how how's their week and how's their weekend mentally physically and spiritually yeah. it was just based on an inspiration from somebody from fugu radio who goes by the name of chris childs and i made a hashtag off of it mental health check-in because you know it's not a mental health is not a joke no. i actually i actually came across somebody who was an online motherfucking flizzy who tried to make it seem like i was joking about the question but yeah. it's like is the is am I doing too much just to just to basically ask what their well being is like? Like, come on, I I just want to be, I don't want to feel like a useless friend to nobody, especially you. No, I appreciate it. That's how I was like. Let me say thank you because yeah, not a lot of people do that, and that's just something that I feel like we should normalize. We definitely want to normalize. Um we definitely want to normalize checking in with one another and making sure that we're, you know, giving each other space, but also asking, you know, how are you? I think that a lot of people don't. I've been doing that for the don't past couple of days. Yeah. So it's great. It's like I try not to, I try not to be the bugaboo compared to most, most of the guys who is like, you know, the assholes and stuff, you know what I'm right. saying? But it's hard to know when is a good time to reach out to somebody. I don't be knowing right. when is a good time to um, reach out to you or anybody else for that matter. Right. A lot of people have a lot of different things going on. So yeah, it's a little bit, you know, you don't know who's still working. You don't know who's working. You don't know. And some people they're like, I just work 12 hours and I'm like, whoa, you know, and you have other people who are like, working two, three jobs, you know, and, <laughs> and and you have other people who are still looking for work, people yeah. who are working from home, people who are, so you don't know. Everyone's kind of like all over the place right now in terms of like <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, because you not only have a babysitting job, but you also have um, something on the side with DJing. Um, yeah. But as, far as, but as far as you being a performer, that's a, that's very new to me. Cause I thought, cause I thought DJs are usually the ones on stage performing, but they're doing mixing the records and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, is there uh, a difference? I'm current. Well, okay, so I'm currently tutoring right now, so I'm a tutor. I don't babysit, but I mean, I mean, it's like they're they are distinctively they are different. 
to make that distinction. Tutors and babysitters are are very different things. But I am tutoring, and I do have a DJ gig at uh, Chano's Cantina. That's in Lo- That's in Long Island City. It's a Mexican bar restaurant. It's great. Uh, food is amazing. Drinks are on point, and the staff is. And I love the staff. They're great. They're all really hardworking people, and yeah. the restaurant made it through through the quarantine, which is mm-hmm. a lot of different places have closed and they didn't make it. So they're going strong and now they're like fully, they're allowed to be, go back and be f- like open, like full hours of operation. So I'm really happy for them, but I DJ for them. Mm. I'm there. <clears throat> I'm there Thursdays and Fridays, maybe sometimes Saturdays, like they might switch my Friday to Saturday and then every other Monday I'm there. And, um, and yeah, and then now I'm currently like performing, like I have my own music project coming out soon. So I'm just also like promoting it and performing and attending different events and different, um, Mm. different functions, different open mics, uh, trying to just like open and perform for other people. So, so yeah, I've been just kind of like, just juggling all these different projects. So, and then I'm also currently um, assisting you and co-hosting the podcast so you know it's kind of just trying to find time but it's like it's not about finding time it's about making time so I think it's just like time management is essential when you're yeah. when you're an artist but the difference to answer your question the difference between DJ um, and being and, a performer I mean there's a lot of differences <clears throat> I mean every 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 DJ is a performer to a certain degree, because you are entertaining a crowd, or you are, you are, um, you are hired to like uh, be the entertainment of an event, or a function, or a party, or a rave, or a, a club. Um, so every DJ is a performer, but not every performer is a DJ. There are different types of performers. There are people. There's- are yeah. bands people who play for bands people who are instrumentalists people who um sing who rap. rap yeah people who people who dance people who do karaoke who karaoke hosts are also as well so not every performer is a dj so yeah but performers do fall in the category i mean djs do fall in the category of, of djs of performers djs do fall in the category of performers so yeah so that's to make that distinction but but yeah, what's the what else are we talking about today? I think I saw something. Um, yeah. Um, yes, the mental health awareness, though. Yes, I'm really. Yeah. Happy. So um, that's still uh, that's something that's still going on till the end of the month, and then it's not even. It should be a, it should be a every month thing, you know. That which yeah. Just I, I actually said this um, a couple of days ago that. You don't have to wait every year of May to to basically, you know, do mental health check-in. No, I not mean, at all. No. Yeah. I and speaking and speaking of um mental health check-in, um, so the third <clears throat> um thing is fear of mental illness. Um shaming of mental illness and um second class citizen attitudes um so before i even go to dementia um wanted to get your take on these last three choices um like what are your thoughts 
on. Sorry, I didn't hear you. What are my thoughts on? Oh, I was basically asking, like, uh, what are your thoughts on the last three choices? Fear of mental illness, shaming of mental illness, and um, and second-class citizen attitudes. Oh, fear of mental illness? Um, I feel like everyone has... What was the other one? Fear, and what was the other one? The second one? Shaming of mental illness. Okay, so fear of mental illness is just... I feel like um, you just don't understand it. And I feel like everyone has a responsibility to get educated and they shouldn't wait around or rely on other people to do that for them. I feel like if something makes, if you're, if something scares you, um, something that can't hurt you, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. something that is not, um, <clears throat> I mean, not that it can't hurt you, but I feel like in order to overcome that fear, you need to become more informed and find ways to help your loved ones instead of, you know, uh, instead of, what was the other one? Instead of not tolerating it or. Um, oh, the other one is, the other one was um, shaming of mental illness. Right. And and, of, the, and the other one is on um, second classes and attitudes. So yeah, I feel like all of those kind of tie into one another, but the way to combat those or to overcome those three things is to just inform yourself and just learn healthy methods of how you could be there for your loved ones who suffer from mental illness or for, um, for yourself if you suffer from mental illness. I know a lot of people are I know a lot of people who I've spoken with who, you know, are now currently, you know, looking, seeking treatment and trying to heal themselves, whether you decide to do that spiritually, whether you decide to do that through a therapist, whether you decide to do that anyway, you know, there are different, there are different ways. Everyone is different. Not everything works for the same for everybody, but I feel like uh, shaming or just being in denial or just, um, fearing it and avoiding it. I know a lot of people are scared. Like, you know, when they, I know a lot of men in particular are not very open-minded to, um, talking about it or talking about their feelings. Yeah. They're afraid, you know? And I feel like, um, <clears throat> I feel like in, while you are afraid, you need to uh, realize that you have nothing to lose, you know? And so it might take time, but I think, um, you know, you have to, you, you have to do things that make you uncomfortable. You have to face different realities about yourself, different, you know, things that are true. Sometimes we try to ignore things about ourselves or we try not to think or dwell on things because they make us uncomfortable or they make us sad. But I feel like in order to overcome that, you need to give yourself the space to process those feelings or those traumas or those experiences and you need to just spend time with yourself and as well as with a therapist or with a loved one and or even you know sometimes you can't afford a therapist just journal mm. but i feel like these are things that you need to confront because in the long run they're just going to eat chew up inside you know um and it's just going to get harder to get treatment if you keep waiting and putting it off so i always tell everyone I'm always advocating. I'm always, I'm very open and I'm very like, I'm very transparent when it comes to um, therapy and 
mental health and like I share my experiences with a lot of people um, and I'm not afraid because it's just like something that I want people to normalize and I want people to 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 you know heal themselves and I want mm. them to yeah so I'm very vocal about my own experiences with depression with anxiety with you know um, with um, just anxiety um, with like self-medicating is another one I mean I have had many multiple experiences with you know you know different types of traumas you know whether they be family sometimes it's within your own family and it's it's hard and you want to not talk about it and you want to pretend it's not happening but um you know I feel like that's something that you have to address at least come to peace with it and be, just be able to accept it. Cause I think acceptance is the first step to loving yourself, you know, just being like, look, I'm not where I want to be right now. I'm not happy. I don't like who I am right now. You know, I think that like, I'm the worst person. Uh, in the world. I feel like I am not worth shit. I feel like I'm not worth it. I feel like I'm, I don't matter. I want to disappear. You know, you have to just get to a point and just be able to accept the way you feel about those things. And then, and then once you're able to do that, you can you can respond and you and a response in a way of either taking action. But if that's or that's too much or overwhelming to just take action or you know just maybe just just um, just think on it and think about different your different the different uh, approaches and things that would work for you. But I feel like it's important to just think about it and. Um, you might, you know, you might not, like, I'm not saying to run to a therapist, tell them all your problems, but definitely you have to uh, check in with yourself. And that's something that I've always, I always try to do. Like, I'm just like, I'm so angry right now. And I'm like, okay, why am I angry? Or like, why do I feel frustrated? Or why do I feel like nobody cares about me? Or, you know, and I just try to like spend time with myself. And, you know, honestly, I feel like I'm, I've got to the point where I was like, I need therapy and I, I went for it and I have no regrets now. I love my therapist. She's mm. amazing. Shout out to Laura. Mm. Love her. She's a great. Um, and I, you know, I know it's not easy to find a therapist. Sometimes people go through multiple people. And they're very expensive too. Right. Yeah. But there's some, but there, there are some therapists that, that don't really hear you out too well like they don't know your story they just go by assumptions and another thing i was going to say was um feeling feeling vulnerable can be very 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 not only uncomfortable but it can be very difficult to shake off yeah of course yeah it's hard it's hard to feel like not strong, you know, it's hard to feel like you're about to like cry, you know, but um, being vulnerable is a challenge. But, you know, <clears throat> at least for me, I, I know I'm just like a human being. Sometimes I'm like, I'm too sensitive or I'm like, I'm too emotional or I'm too like, I'm not, I'm like, I know other, like, I don't know why I have such a hard time with certain things, but that's that's just like, you just have to practice and, and just do it more. And then you just have to, do these things, do like find health, healthy coping mechanisms to get you through those moments and it'll get easier, you know, but you got to start because if you don't start, then you'll never, you'll, you won't able, you will never be able to see the improvement, you know? And then when you see like the work you've done and you look back to where you were before, you know, you'll, 
that's when you'll realize you're like, okay, this is, you know, this is working. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to get there soon. But healing is not linear. You know, healing will have its setbacks. You will have hiccups in the road. You will fuck up. You will make stupid mistakes that you've known better, but it's just part of the process. You know, everyone's, everyone has a journey. So, you know, you just have to trust your journey. You're going to get there. You're gonna, you know, you'll, you're gonna get there. You'll figure it out, and you know, you'll. Um, and then there's so many support groups. There's a lot of like, um, I know my friend. Um, she's a, a DJ in mm. LA, but she was telling me like that she's been doing. Um, she's been doing. Um, what's gonna call it? Uh, she takes AA meetings via Zoom like on her Zoom, on a Zoom call, she'll go to AA. So there are lots of different options now. If you're not comfortable going to like a support group, you can just attend one on on your laptop from the comfort of your home until you're ready to step into that type of space. But there are a lot of different, um, there are a lot of options that are free. Like, you know, a support group for people like, for widowers or for, kids or for like um people who have lost their parents kind of young and yeah people who have like gone through sexual abuse or um a, you know violence or there's a lot of different um things I sex like. trafficking and rape which is crazy as well which is like the most common words that i'd be hearing from multiple stories and stuff yeah but and, you know, but you know but you know something though like you know you know People are going to be human. I mean, everybody doesn't have perfections. Everybody has imperfections. And I have to agree with you. And I'm going to give you a round of applause right here. Yeah. Yeah, I could talk about it all day because <laughs> I feel like I'm just very open like that because yeah. I know what it's like to to be in that place, you know, and sometimes you find yourself there, you know, and it's, you know, you're just having a crazy week or you just, you know, you just feel misunderstood or unappreciated or unseen, or you don't feel like people are recognizing you. You know, there's, there's so many different things that. Lack of respect is another one too. And maybe you feel like you're treated differently or, you know, people don't like you or, you know, people are singling you out or people are giving you a hard time, you know, it's like it, it manifests in different ways. But I know like, um, I know like from my experience, I'm in a much better place from because I've decided to be proactive and, and try to do um, what I can in my, in my, my capacity to, to become a better, a better version of myself. You know? Proactive. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my TED talk, <laughs> but yeah, we're um. I know it's al- it's almost been an hour, so which oh, I'm sorry. This should be the last topic. Let's make it a good one. I want to make a. I want to make a. I want to pick a good, important topic. We should sh- shine some light on, um, for the last. What is this? Last few minutes we have. What do you think? What are we? What are we discussing? Man, um, it's like so, it's like so many and stuff. Um, I could, I could hold off on the dementia part for another episode. Um, yeah, I could do that. Um, 
Let me see. <laughs> um, now before I get to the Henry Golding thing, yeah. Um, I'm listening to. I was listening to a um a show called Cherry's Word podcast, and um they was talking about um two individual couples, right? Who, who I don't know if you, this is this is kind of new to me, and this is kind of weird, but I never heard of two couples breaking up over 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 an orgasm that they never had for over 27 years. Oh my goodness. Isn't that strange? They were both lying to each other for a little bit, it seems. Man. I man, this is very strange to me. Like I'm kind of new to this, but I'm not even sure how that's gonna really um go from there. So let me just um let me just all right. So Harry Golden, right? He talked about the Asian hate crime that went down in San Francisco recently. Um, and he says the late the latest heinous attack in San Francisco makes makes it painfully obvious America needs more awareness about Asian hate. But he's yeah. hopeful we can put it an end to it. The crazy rich Asian star was in Beverly Hills when we asked him about the recent attack on two elderly Asian women, which he calls horrific and cowardly. Oh boy. As terrible as the situation was, thankfully both women survived and suspects been arrested. Henry tells us people are standing up to Asian hate and violence more and more. And he believes it's making a difference. Sadly, the harsh reality is that these attacks keep happening. And so the actor says there's still a need to educate loved ones about the dangers and keep spreading awareness. To that point, we also got to got his take on what Hollywood's doing to help the movement. And also, I should. I should note that he's in he's in a movie called Snake Eyes. Yeah. Which is the G.I. Joe's um character. Um so sci-fi.com. All right. Perhaps more than any other individual, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, blah blah blah. Um comic book writer artist Larry Hammer is the reason fans are still clamoring to hear even more tales about that most daring of highly trained special mission forces. So it's especially exciting to see that Hammer, who's also responsible for many of those informative file cards from the Hasbro toy line, is helping to promote Paramount's upcoming Henry Golden starring Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins movie. He literally wrote the book on the character's ninja business background, which we expect to see some form of in the film, particularly in G.I. Joe number 26 and number 27, Snake Eyes, The Origin, Part 1 and Part 2. Um, I did see the trailer, actually. It's it's pretty cool, though. It looks good, yeah. But I forgot, I forgot the date of when it's coming out, though, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot the date actually. Um, 
Yeah. I didn't even know they made a comic book for G.I. Joe. I always grew up watching the cartoon. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, they got, you know, most um, cartoons, they they come from a comic or or a manga or something, you know. There's like some sort of story writing, storytelling origin. Hmm. Yeah, did you see the trailer? Yeah. How yeah. How do you feel about it? It was looks good. Like I definitely want to watch it. Who directed it? I'm trying to figure out. Um, it looks so good. He looks great in it. I can't believe he's the same. Uh, it's the same guy from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Henry Golding, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks sick. They they got him over here jumping off a motorcycle and then climbing <laughs> up between two like high speed moving trucks and then like like slicing through something with a sword and then yeah and then he's like jumping in the truck with the guys like what yeah looks sick it's like everything we needed a like not that i hate to say revamp but you know it it was always like all right no all the full full disclosure last week i spent like my day off watching all the rush hours because they're on hbo max right now so i literally watched rush hour one two three Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I was just thinking on like, you know, there's always, there was, there's always like, there was always Jackie Chan or Jet Lee, but now, you know, they've definitely, they've done, they've done their share of movies and they're at an age where, you know, obviously, you know, they're not what they used to be 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. But I was like, there needs to be a, like a new generation of like these action stars um, that are portraying different um, renditions or different takes or different reboots or remakes yeah. of like these like Japanese or these comic book or these like um, samurai movies or just like so I feel like I'm kind of glad that they're making this movie and he's they're kind of pushing him into this this new category of like action star hero yeah. you know samurai swordsman you know martial yeah. artist. I'm really happy because I feel like we don't have that. I mean, what did we have? Keanu Reeves, like in John Wick, but like he's not even doing like that crazy choreography like Jackie Chan used to. So I'm really happy because I also did you see the trailer for the new um, Marvel, the movie with um, Aquafina's in it? I'm so mad at this. Aquafina, um... Aquafina Marvel movie. Um, wow, I'm totally. I didn't, I didn't see that one. Um... Yeah, I didn't see that one. So, um, so Shang Chai, Shang Chai, and the Legend of the Ten Rings is check out. You talking about Shang Chi? Yes, and the Legend of the Ten Rings is that? You see that trailer? Um, I think I may have, I may have seen it actually. So yeah, they're yeah, making it, it looks it looks pretty good though. Oh, it does. I'm really excited about it. Like I'm really it looks like they did a really good job. They did not like they yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm really glad that there's these movies that are like have been casted for Asian actors, you know, and that they're you know going to actual people who are Asian and there there's a representation, a fair representation of them now in Hollywood. They're making movies where they're the leading role, they're not like the sidekick. You know, like, like I remember, like, um, I forgot the name, but yeah, they're not the sidekick. They're actually like the leading role. Yeah. The movie, the movie, and the story surround them. 
And so I'm really happy that they're doing these like like these budget, these blockbuster budget movies with these Asian, they're giving the Asian acting community an opportunity to to represent themselves and to make money and to be yeah. to giving them the exposure that they deserve. So I'm really happy for that. I'm like thrilled. I'm gonna definitely go see these in the movie theater. No joke. Yeah. So, so G so G.I. Joe Snake Eyes comes out July twenty-third of next month. Yes. And I bet you it's gonna be litty to titty. Let me stop. <laughs> it is so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very <laughs> in case you was wondering, um, I decided to record sound effects on my phone because the soundboard, was, the soundboard is a little expensive at Sam Ash, so I couldn't get it. Nah, you're smart. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, man. And speaking of smart, did you hear about the Make It Clap Challenge? Um. No. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, let's. This will be the last topic because yeah, I gotta. I'm starting to feel a little woozy from my, from my shot. <laughs> but yeah, let's oh, yeah. let's wrap it up with the clap. Make it clap challenge. So what is this? Fill me in on the make it clap challenge. So the, so the make it clap challenge. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking it up right now. So, so basically, what it's not, it's not saying what it is. Oh, the definition. I'm sure it's a TikTok dance, a TikTok viral dance. Okay, so, <laughs> my gosh. So the Make It Clap Challenge. Um, so yeah, so the Make It Clap Challenge, as you said, comes from the TikTok um thing, which is a challenge where, where it's like um make it clap to make one's ass cheeks clap together. Damn her, you got what? That's not the full definition I'm looking for. Man, I'd say they always misleading me with wrong information. Oh man. So basically Soldier Boy created this and almost um recently I saw a video of DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. <laughs> they were doing the make a clap dance. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, like I don't know if you would catch me doing something like that, but it's kind of hard because I have no rhythm when it comes to dance moves. <laughs> oh man. Let me say, let me just say this though. Um so um, like I said, I'm gonna leave the dementia thing out. Um yeah, we'll revisit that um some other yeah. time. But yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll leave that out and stuff. Um, Don't, um anyway, um, for having me, this was fun. I always enjoy doing these with you. 
and going back. Your favorite co-host. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You are mine too. I've only done this with you, so. But you're. I had a great time. It was good catching up. And um, yeah, definitely. I also wanted to talk. Also, um, wanted to talk to you off air in regards to um a second podcast project that I'm that I'm trying to do and start on the week of the Fourth of July, but I'm having a hard time finding co-hosts and stuff. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll chat. But thank you again. Um, this was fun. Definitely make it clap. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely let's doing that too. And I, I really I really hope you're feeling better and stuff like that. Um yes. um I do um where can people find you? Oh. In case you're doing your DJing gigs and stuff like that. I forgot um, to ask you last time. They could have, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my tag, my, my at, my uh, handle is notagami underscore. So it's N-O-T-A-G-A-M-I, notagama, notagami, just how you, uh, let me, let me edit <laughs> I'm just going to edit it real quick. Yeah. My IG is there. So that's my IG, Notagami. And you can find me there. I'm always updating my profile, um, my page with different stories, my flyers for my DJ gigs, and uh, have some stuff coming up real soon, a fundraiser yeah. um, that I'm going to be working with on another organization. And then I'll definitely be posting more performances um, and different projects. I'm going to release a new music project really soon. So I'm going to be putting up different video content and, you know, different clips and, and yeah, so definitely follow me on Notagami underscore IG and uh, yeah, I'm definitely here. I'll be trying to co-host as much as possible. Yeah. Thank you for, yeah. And And I'm new and I'm new to Twitch by the way. And I try to do a live stream over there, but it keeps saying that, um, that I'm, that I'm not online saying that I'm offline. Are you familiar with Twitch, by the way? Um, not really, kinda. I don't know much about it, but I can ask and see um if you could like maybe on YouTube there's some tutorials. I would try to look there to be honest. Yeah, but I don't know much about Twitch because I don't really not that it's just for gaming, but I haven't had the opportunity to to delve into that world yet. But yeah, I actually saw some um, music music DJs actually on Twitch as well. Yeah, and I didn't and I didn't know that and I didn't know there was people that do um talk shows and podcasts that's on there too. Yeah, yeah, it's a great platform, but definitely takes some getting used to. But but yeah, yeah. But you know what though, if if Twitch doesn't work out for me. Then most likely I may have to create a, another YouTube account, which is going to be a lot of work, though. Yeah, you got to try it. You got to see what works for you. But definitely, um, we'll because we'll, we'll with this it. channel, because with this channel, it took me it took me a very long time for me to get over two thousand views. Yeah, I think you could accomplish that more fa- uh, faster with Twitch. You just, I feel like, um, you need to. You got to use different uh, applications, different social media platforms to like. To, it's a lot. It's a lot. You it's, like, it's like random softwares and stuff like that. I try to use StreamYard and Melon, but for some reason, I didn't see no videos on Twitch. So it's like I may have to record from my 
from my um Amazon tablet if that's the case. Yeah. Um I'm sure there's a workaround, but I'm not a I'm not a expert. So Yeah, I understand though. But you know But yeah, this like was- I said, I do appreciate I do appreciate you um and my favorite calls for 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 basically making a return because because yes. it's very it's been very it's been a difficult journey and i doing episode 36 in regards to the bumps and bruises of my slump because a lot of people would say that it's easy to do podcast episodes by myself but it's not easy because you don't have nobody to share your thoughts and talks on topics and stuff yeah no like, that feels a little anti like a little kind of backwards, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, thank you again for having me. And we'll do this again really soon. Fill me in on the new podcast. Maybe, uh, I mean, I would love to help out with that too. But yeah, have a good yeah. night for everyone who tuned in, everyone who's listening later. Um, take care and have an amazing, productive week. Um, I hope you feel better from the from the Moderna shots. Too. I know, me too. I'm about to lay down. I'm about to just lay down. But yeah, have a good night. Mwah. Take care, G Money. It was amazing having doing the podcast with you. Have a good night. Yeah, most definitely. Bye. All right, so check this out, though. Um, we're gonna wrap this. We're gonna wrap this up right now. So, if you like what you heard. Feel free to share some love by making a donation to to support the podcast. All you gotta do is go to the link tree and and eat in either my primary page or my podcast page, which is which is the same link tree slash G Money Stacks five fifty five, and you're gonna go to the, go click on it, and it's gonna lead you to. A section you're gonna see a section where it says um support the podcast by making a donation it's gonna take you to a page where it's gonna ask you for debit cards another way you can support the podcast by showing us love is is through my cash app which is which is g money stacks 555 that's dollar sign g money stacks 555 g m o n e y s t a c k z 555 all right um i will go over where you can listen to the episodes of the podcast so so here we go on the stream platforms to go please subscribe to all stream platforms as i list them which is podorama anchor spotify Audio Burst, Deezer, TuneIn, Player FM, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Breaker, Listen Notes, Google Podcasts, and don't forget you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio, the number one podcast, number one app for podcasting, and also last but not least. The YouTube. All you gotta do is subscribe to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to 
click the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live. Previous recorded episodes, upcoming episodes, more video content, and be sure to leave a like and a comment on particular topics that we discussed today alongside with don't forget to download if don't forget to download episodes that you like and also don't forget to share the podcast along with the audio streaming platforms with your friends now um I do, before I even wrap up this show, I want to leave with a motivational quote, like I always say. If you have a dream of being a podcast host, creating a podcast show like myself or any other career fields whatsoever, please don't hesitate to, don't hesitate to fucking go for it. Because at the end of the day, like Eminem said in his song, lose yourself. You only got one shot because opportunity comes once in a lifetime. All right. And also, um, also, I would like to say I didn't get a chance to say this in the last episode in regards to the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Um, you could. F- you can also follow them on UHH Museum on Instagram. And also, if you like more information on upcoming events and stuff, you can go to www.uhhm.org. That's www.uhhm.org. Now, I want to give a round of applause for making making this 34 episodes in the book. Give it up for 34 episodes right here. And this has been the this has been a great episode. So, let's let's go out with a bang. And you know, like I like I said, man. Um, don't be afraid to follow your dreams. And coming from a person that's been inspired by other podcasters, of course, I'm already I'm already in a process of um I'm already um in a process of creating another podcast, which I already created a podcast page already. So let me just go over the social media handles real quick. So, so you can find me on the gram, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five in Queens, New York, alongside with the podcast page on Facebook and Instagram with the same name, all in one word, which is Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast. That's off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And also, you, you can also follow my new podcast page, which is Music Movie TV Juice Podcast on Instagram. 
So you could so you can follow me, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York, alongside with music movie TV juice podcast, alongside with Off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast. Now, I don't have a date of when I'm going to do it, but it's going to be on the week of the 4th of July. So I will talk about that in a future a future episode. So and also don't forget to follow my friend Notagami on Instagram, which is Notagami underscore on Instagram. Um with that being said, I like to say thank you to everybody that's been rocking with me along with my co-host um Notagami. Be live will be back soon enough. So don't worry about that right there. Um, um, so that's going to do it on G money stacks. And thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with us and continue to go chase your dreams and be safe out there. Mask up, glove up, be responsible, take care of yourself, and I'll see you in the next episode. So have a good night. Peace and one love. Listen, if you like what you heard, all you got to do is follow the podcast, comment about the topics and what you thought about the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram so you can be a part of the discussions for each topic every week. Plus, if you would like to be a guest co-host to chime in on topics, topic ideas, interviews, whether you are a rapper, singer, black-owned trendsetter that has a business, producer, actor, actress, doctor, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host, other career fields, need advice that you want us to read on the air like a chain letter about anything, you can email the show at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com o-f-f-t-h-e-m-e-a-t-r-a-c-k-c-h-a-i-n-z n-y-p-o-d-c-a-s-t 
at gmail.com. Now, where you can follow us is on Facebook and Instagram, which is all in one word, which is off the meat rat chains and why podcast alongside with my Instagram handle, G money stacks, five fifty five in Queens, New York. That's G M O N E Y S T A C K Z five, five, five. I N Q U E E N S N Y. That's G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, in case you miss any of the episodes, don't worry. I got you. You can download your favorite episodes, like, subscribe. Show the podcast some love with a five-star rating. We show our realness as far as the subjects being discussed in the conversations we have in each episode of the podcast. Inspire, motivate, sense of humor is an important key here because I believe laughter is the best medicine when it comes to dark times. We want the show to be the safety net of putting a smile on your faces whether it's having bad days, losses of loved ones, work, and other difficult challenges, the show will be there for you no matter what you are going through. You are not alone in this case. Be sure to comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast and streaming platforms of, of Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Podchaser, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Audio Burst. And don't forget, you can find Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and the YouTube. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the channel page, G Money Stats 555. Click on the notification bell so you can be reminded of when Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast goes on the air live. Upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast, including the streaming services with your friends. I'm Gene Money Stacks, and thank you all for listening, tuning in, sticking around with us, and watching us on YouTube. And let's keep the views going and the subscribers going on the YouTube. Thank you. One love.